Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to arisealife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We've been talking about this whole thing about wrestling with Jesus, but you know, there's something I was thinking about that, you know, there's the great verse, no temptation has taken you, come upon you, grabbed a hold of you, except as is common to everybody else. Anybody else feel special in your temptations? You know, no, you're not. You're not special. Common to everybody else. So don't get it twisted that your temptation is the worst, but that with the temptation, God will make a way of escape, a way out. Anybody been in temptation? There's no way out. Because you've shoved your nose into a corner, right? No, there's no way out. God's like, turn around, right? But let me just dial it back from temptation. Anybody ever had this experience? And the answer is yes, by the way. Um, This experience you're about to do something or say something, and you just feel this, mm, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. But you can't figure out why not. So you do what? Gun the accelerator, right? I'm so glad. That you're, such as is common to all, right? Right? And then you discover why. Anybody done that? You discover why? (laughs) All right, so I have a question. When God is doing that, right? He's saying, he's saying, don't leave this. Don't do that. Don't, and there's that nudge. Why do we, why do we gun the accelerator? Curious. (laughs) There's a reason why curiosity killed the cat. Curiosity, what else? stubbornness my way i did it my way all right frankie what else god doesn't understand wow god doesn't get it doesn't get it he's he's hard-headed what else i have decided i want to do this uh No biggie. No, oh, mm, man, not logical. Denial. Denial. La, 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 la. I'm okay. Who else? It worked last time. Wow. Man, anybody, okay, by the way. I'm convicted right now. Y'all are just, I'm just like up here just getting hit. I feel, I feel this is personal. Um, You know, I want to just say this. Today, if you've managed to skate through 2023 without repentance, today is your day. We're getting into 20. I'm ahead of the game. (laughs) Sorry, that's logical. Uh, No, if you manage to get through this year without, listen, repentance is the recognition of bankruptcy. So, I'm not alone here. Who else? What else? Give me a couple more, just for fun. Doubt. 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 Mm-hmm. What else? Pride. Pride. Mm-hmm. This is personal. All right. There, okay. Are there voices that are louder? Ooh. Louder voice. Okay, well, give me a second. What are some, what are those, um, what are some louder voices? The enemy, okay. 
What else? Self emotions. What else? can do it on my own. Willfulness. Willfulness. <laughs> you know, another voice that's really loud, anybody here, um, it's everybody else in your life? You know, you're like, you're like on to, you know, want to be a millionaire and you keep calling your friends? Have you ever done that? God tells you to do something, and you're like, I'll call a friend as a way not to do it. Okay, moving on. All right, well, listen, we could be here all day. I think we're clear on that, right? So here's my question. So, so this right here, when God says don't or do, and we don't or we do, or the other way around, what happens is we find out why, don't we? Sometimes. Sometimes why? I'll tell you, sometimes we don't because we miss the opportunity and we'll never know. Anybody know? Pretty confident you've missed a few opportunities. God said leap and you're like, "Ah." you know, um, you guys remember um, uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. There's this one moment where the last riddle is a leap of faith from the lion's head. And he's sitting there and he's on the edge of a cliff. It's an empty cliff. And, but the Nazis are closing in, because they always are. And, uh, and, and he sits there, and he finally just goes, mm-hmm. and it turns out it's an optical illusion. There's a bridge there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the line the Lord likes to quote to me is, waters never part till your feet get wet. <laughs> you guys remember them crossing the Jordan into the promised land, and God said, I'm going to part the waters. Remember how he parted the Red Sea last time? Right? Good thing God always does the same thing twice, right? Never. Never! Yeah, that's one for me. But Jesus, you did it this way last time. That's me. I'm every time. And he goes, and he goes, this time I go across. He doesn't even tell them the waters will part. The waters are at flood, aka nobody has water wings, you're all gonna drown. And we don't know how to swim, and you're carrying a big gold box that's really heavy. This is gonna end well. And really heavy clothes. The minute their feet touch it, the waters part. Faith is called, but because you say it. But because you say it, I will do it. Uh, Anybody here use scripture as an excuse not to obey Jesus? That got awkward. Because you begin to argue. Okay, when Jesus, anybody found that when God tells you to do something and you begin to argue, he goes silent? Blink twice. Because God don't suffer no fool. You know the only time Jesus, God says in scripture, come let us reason together. Do you remember what he says? Though your skins, your skins? Your skins are as scarlet? I don't know. Anyway, your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. That's not reasonable. God don't reason, except after the fact. And so in that moment, as we're arguing with him, do you remember when the the devil came to Jesus, what did he use to tempt Jesus? Scripture. And what is Jesus' first response? Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word. What was he just given? He was given word, the word of God. Word that what? 
proceeds, present tense from where? The mouth of God. Hebrews says that the word of God is what? Sharper than any two-edged sword, able to pierce between soul, your mind and emotions, and the spirit. Notice it doesn't say your spirit. His spirit. Anybody get it all confused a little bit inside your head? By the way, the level of trigger right now is beautiful. Just saying. People are like, nah, I'm fine. Like, um, no, but, but his, his, but listen, not the words you received yesterday. Not the scripture that you've memorized. The word, the present voice of God. And do you know how you find out that it's the word of God? Obey. You won't find it out otherwise. Anybody done that? Anybody way outweighed God? You're like, God, is it really you? God, is it really you? God, is it? There goes the train. No? Only me? Sorry, I said you will have opportunity for repentance. Don't you worry, I'll get to you. Some of you are like, oh, he hasn't gotten to me yet. I'm coming. Gird up your loins. Listen to me. Listen to me. The greatest, absolutely the greatest tragedies in all of human history are this. He spoke. And we waited for a sign. He spoke. And we wanted him to explain it. He spoke. And we argued. He spoke. And we ignored. See, outside of this, is a life of human ability, human reason, and anything I can do all by myself. Here is the place of his power. Because see, when God spoke, let there be light, what happened? Light. The power of God went out and it is still doing. When God speaks, what he speaks, he empowers. What he speaks, he provides for. Anybody want a life more than what you've got? It's right here. In obedience to the voice of God. Look at Adam and Eve. God only told them one thing. One thing. By the way, God is a good father, so he only does one thing at a time in our lives, by the way. The enemy confuses you with 23 things. That's a freebie. But if you look at God deals with one thing at a time throughout scripture, he goes, he goes, let's talk about this one thing right here. And what do we want to do? Talk about anything else, right? He says one, he gives them one command. What's the one command he gives Adam and Eve? Don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Does he give an explanation? He actually says, in that day you will die. So they should have considered themselves blessed and highly favored. They got an explanation. Anybody found that sometimes God's explanations aren't very explanatory? You're like, why? And he said, because I said so. Oh, good point. Recently, I've had this conversation with God several times. I'm like, God, what do you want me to know about this situation where, that I'm afraid it's going to kill me? He goes, I'm not really worried. Okay, let's try this again, God. To which God said, Peter, if you're not going to listen when I talk, why would I bother? Mm. 
So what happens is, is they sit there and they, God won't reason with them, but guess who will reason with Eve? The enemy, right? If you want someone to reason, the enemy's always on tap. Have you ever found that to be true? Do you know what I'm talking about? Nobody? Three of us? We're together. I'm with you. Right? How does the enemy reason? Whoa, whoa, you guys are on to me. Go one at a time, please. Tells you what you want to hear. Oh, my desire, baby. You're amazing. He's holding you back, Eve. You could be amazing. What else? The almost truth, lack what? Did God, ooh. Really? Uh, what, what was this? It was almost, almost, yep, almost. And what was the last one I missed? Lack. Lack. So, you know the funny thing about really? How big of a hole do you need in a dam to bring it down? Tiny crack. Really? Almost? (gasps) You're right. We should talk about that. Let's dig into that crack and see what... Anybody here, there was something that your elders told you, I wouldn't do that. And you're like, you're an idiot. I'm going to do that. And then you discovered why you don't do that. Don't stick your hand in a blender. Oh, yeah. really almost my desire he the enemy is always glad listen if god has told you something and somebody else is talking to you long-windedly it ain't jesus why tell me why give me three good reasons my favorite is god if i do that you say do that yes will i die i said do it that's But Jesus, if I do, like anybody here, you've been in a difficult situation, a difficult relationship with someone, and God says, I need you to humble yourself before them. And you're like, no, 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 I'm obedient. I'm obedient. Okay, Lord, I will do that because what you're saying is if I do that, that will manipulate them into giving in, right? No. I said, do it. Well, will that guarantee a result? I said, do it. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. Your life is in me. Oh, man. We've got, and and so what does Eve do? Eve, in her shame, what does she decide to do to help Adam out with? Anybody here been led astray by somebody else? Every time. (laughs) God does not have any grandkids. God does not have anybody, but he has bride. He has a bride. One-on-one relationship. If you are allowing the voice of someone else to drive you to violate your conscience, which is what we're talking about, then that's on you. See, this word conscience... You know what the conscience is? It's the voice of Jesus. In Romans 2.15, he tells us that even the pagans have that voice on the inside. 
God speaks to everybody no matter what. But anybody notice that God usually, how does God usually talk? Quiet. Anybody found that to be true? Nod three times. Quiet. God speaks quietly. You know what, you know how, what the, how the fruit of the Spirit calls it? Gently. Gently. He has all power. If God wanted to say, hello, he could blast us all out of existence just by the word of his power. But he speaks quietly. In fact, Isaiah says, here's a voice behind you speaking softly, gently, whispering, saying what? This is the way, walk in it. Notice there's no guarantees of where that way is going. Anybody here, God tells you to do something, you immediately check the benefits package? No. Here's the way, walk in it. Isaiah later says that way is straight. He lowers every mountain. He raises up every valley. He makes it a way that even the dingbats can't fall off of it. Anybody feel like you qualify? Right? This is great. But the only way you can follow it, it said the blind can follow it and not follow it. How can they? Because they listen to the quiet, still voice of God saying this is the way, walk in it. Anybody found the edge of the road that way? His voice is quiet. His voice is gentle. He says this. But when I... What keeps me from hearing this voice? All the other voices, voices, right? Me. Me. All the other voices. All of my attempts to have dialogue, dig deep, process, analyze. Who are my analyzers? Come on. I'm me, right here. Lord, I'm going to provide you with some interesting understanding, right? I, I, let's, let's sort this out. There's a logical... Re- Anybody found that God, he may be illogical, but it ain't our logic. Anybody have a friend who's obscenely wealthy? Their logic is not my logic, right? They're like, man, I want to go to the Bahamas. And me, I'm like, okay, so that's a... Wow, I got a plan for that. I got to save. And they're like... Yeah, so I got on, I went, I'm going to, down to the airport, get on my jet, and I'm going to fly there, and I've already got a condo there, and I've already got my clothes there. And you're like, it's like taking a taxi. What, what is illogical to the natural mind is logical to the super, supernatural mind, to the mind of God. But we're like, bring it down here so we can talk about it. His voice is quiet. His voice is gentle. Anybody become deaf to the voice of God? Paul puts it this way in Timothy. He talks about that they have seared their conscience with a hot iron. How do you think you sear your conscience, the voice of God, so you can't hear it, right? Seared is like, it's like, it's this image of, of uh, you know, a burned out flesh with no nerves. How, how can you sear this, your conscience? What do you Deny it's him. Anybody here driven over the voice of God and it got quieter and quieter and quieter and quieter? Blink twice, please. People are like, this is too real. Yeah. I've got great news. He's never not speaking. He didn't pull away because he's playing hard to get because he's some petty, capricious God. He is still speaking. And the minute... We turn, we will hear. You guys remember the, the prodigal son? He's my favorite in scripture because he gives me so much hope. 
right? The prodigal son is coming back for all the wrong reasons, right? He doesn't even want the father. He just wants the father's stuff. He doesn't want to live in the house. He doesn't believe that the father is good. He just realized he's made a mess of things. He doesn't like the life he has that he wants back. God does what? What does the father do? Runs to him. The minute, turn to me. Turn to me. That's literally just turn to me. See, and in that moment, there is this transformation that happens. But guys, okay, this is, this is a serious one. And I, I really actually want you to blink on this one if this is you. Anybody here ignored the voice and it took you to a very dark place? See, what happens is when you ignore the voice of God, all you're left with is the other voices. Anybody here, again, blink on this one. I'm getting into some dangerous territory. You have gotten to the place where the voices were so powerful, you couldn't tell you what to do anymore. See, self-control as the fruit of the Spirit is not, telling your, is not you telling you what to do. It is our ability to say yes to Jesus. Anything else, eventually, our will will be annihilated by all the other voices. Anybody here explored the idea of secret sin. You know what I'm talking about. Because secret sin takes you straight into a place where only the enemy has a voice into your life. Because nobody else can see. And you begin to dialogue with him about shame, about self-hatred, about self-abuse. And you quit being able to tell you what to do. That's why you can't get free of secret sin on your own. You'll only exchange one secret sin for another. Because in that place, I have become completely submitted to the voice. Now, one of the, one of the ditches in this is, anybody here, you've been on the one ditch where everybody else tells you what to do? Like literally, every time you're making a decision, you're paralyzed because you're like, well, what, what would you want me to do? What would you want me to no? Okay. So we swing to the other one. Ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. I am my own truth. My desire tells me who I am. My desire is truth. Anybody been there? You lose your entire anchor and you become completely shipwrecked and you don't even know what's going on. In that place, it is such a dark hole. Now here I'm going to go even further. Some of y'all that just, you just, you're not, I don't know what, but you're not like, you're not as whatever as me. As a child, I very early learned this truth that it is, it is me. I look out for me. I look out for me. I meet my needs. And so as a child, I began to realize that other people get in the way of meeting my needs. You know the best way to avoid problems with that? Conflict? You become sneaky, you hide, you become secretive, and you start to do whatever feels good, and suddenly you start listening to voices, louder and louder voices, and you lose more and more ability to say no. It's interesting, they even clinically, they'll talk about this with risky behaviors. You do it more and more actually to the point of getting caught. You want to be caught. Because you're trapped by your own desires. You have no ability to say no to yourself. 
but it's not even you anymore. Because the enemy comes in and your brain begins to fragment with all the demonic voices. But I have good news. There is a solution. If you are trapped, there is a solution and it's one thing. Say yes to Jesus. Say yes to Jesus. Now when you say yes to Jesus, there is no argument. There is no discussion. There is no benefits package. There is simple obedience. See, God is not one of the voices. He is the voice. Or he is nothing at all. These voices yell. He whispers. And the only way you hear it is when you refuse the other voices. The only way you discover it's true is when you obey. He is either Lord of all or Lord not at all. He doesn't come as one of the girls. He is the voice. He is king. And in that place, you're going to discover... He is gentle. He is quiet. He whispers. And in fact, the further you go with him, the quieter he speaks. He is gentle. He is quiet. He is loving. But anybody here bought into the lie that you need to be delivered from your own will. Your will is the problem. Anybody here? You th- I am the problem. So I, I've, I've said this many times, but I, there's a great verse, uh, a great old hymn. Make me a captive, Lord, and then I shall be free. I rewrote it. Make me a robot, Lord. Because I was afraid of my own will. But do you know what your will can do that nothing else can? Submit to the Lord. Say yes to his voice. Your will is what empowers you. Jesus went to the cross to to protect your ability to choose him. If he didn't need your will, he could have done it with a snap and made us all robots. But he valued our will because our will is what allows us to step in and participate in the divine nature, as Peter says. This is what allows us to walk with him, to know him, to be in relationship with him. It's to choose him. And he speaks quietly. And we want, I I remember um, as a young man, I got delivered of of some messed up stuff. Again, I was, I had become a, uh, a, in, in my brokenness and listening to demonic voices, had become locked like in a, in a glass elevator is the way I described it to someone. It's like I'm locked inside of a glass box and I locked it from the inside. I'm unable to have a relationship or touch anybody else because I've made my island where I am king and it's horrible and I'm dying and I don't know the way out. And in that place, I cried out to God and he met me and he delivered me from not just from sinful behaviors and sinful activities that were killing me, but delivered me into being able to have relationships and being able to have connection with other people and to be able to hear God's voice and walk with him. But anybody been in that place and then you lost it? And here's the problem. I bought into this lie that God had saved me from my ability to sin. So when I sinned again, anybody thought, well, I'm totally free of that addiction. Let me give it a try. Nobody? Twice? Blink? Right? Yeah. And suddenly you're finding you're on the slip and slide ten times worse. But you know the thing is, is God didn't deliver me from my ability to sin. He delivered me into the ability to say yes to him. There's no living in that place of utter dependence where Jesus, what you say goes. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to deny you. I'm not going to demand to see the, the, the you know, uh, terms, limits, and, con- uh, you know, whatever. I'm going to be obedient to what you say goes. 
Now, one of the things about his voice, and in that moment, I got free again from the very sins that I got entangled in again. Because there's nothing to replace simply moment by moment obedience to the voice. That's why a child can enter in. The, the, the Pharisees studied the scripture so they wouldn't have to listen to the voice. And Jesus said, you make other people twice the son of hell. There's no other place than the vulnerable place. Now, I'm just going to speak practically. My experience with God, and when God speaks, initially, he usually, A, he doesn't bring reasoning. He doesn't give uh, uh, justification. He doesn't, and most of the time, it sounds stupid. Right? Like Jesus. Jesus is asleep in the boat, right? The storm's raging. And the guys are like freaking out. Logical, right? Jesus asleep. They're trying to wake him. He's like, dude, there's not a problem. You know why what he says seems so strange to us, seems like a hallmark, is because he lives in another reality. Do you want his reality or the one we've been dying underneath? And in that place, okay, God, okay, it feels like I'm a slave, that I can't say no to me, but you're saying say no, and if you say say no to this, then you will empower me to do it. Like God be true, true, and every man a liar. And in that moment when I don't feel like, I don't feel like if I don't say this thing, anybody been in that place where like, I gotta say this thing, gotta say this thing. God's like, don't say that thing. I gotta say that thing. It's either gonna devour me or, or they're gonna kill me. But I'm gonna kill them first in Jesus' name. And God says, don't say that thing. Okay, God, I'm not going to say the thing. Suddenly, I enter into his peace. But until I say yes, until I agree with what he says, I will not experience his kingdom. A lot of times we want to experience the kingdom. We're like, we're like, want to take the kingdom for a test drive. I'm not really, I don't know, is this really you, God? Let me try it out. No, he's all or nothing in his boat. You either get it, like, remember Paul was on a boat, and it was, he told them, don't go there, there's going to be a horrible storm, and they went there. Anybody lived there? The great news is, God, the minute we come to our senses, even if we were disobedient for a long time, the minute we come to our senses, he immediately begins to meet us in that new place. So they're, they're like, they're now in the storm. The road is breaking up and the, and the soldiers decide, hey, you know what? Let these prisoners die. We're going to save ourselves. And Paul looked at him and said, hey, bro, if you leave this boat now, you will drown. But whoever stays here on this boat will live, even though the boat breaks up. Guess what? Those who, without evidence, trusted, discovered the truth. Those who left discovered something else. Here's the reality. If we're, if God, so I'll give you an example. I was meeting with someone a while back and I was scared of them. Anybody been there? No? Like, like, you know, they like come with a whole lot of gangsta, a whole lot of frustration, a little anger. Nope. Nobody has any meetings like that. You don't know anybody in your life that ticks you off and freaks you out. Well, get out more. Anyway, anyway, like, you know, somebody who makes you feel unsafe. Let's say that. I was going to meet with someone who made me feel unsafe. And, uh, and I was like, oh, God, oh, God. 
and I'm freaking out. And who, what do you do when you're going to meet somebody who's unsafe? Pray, okay? My prayers are usually not conversation with God. They're talking at him. Uh, run. What else? Load your gun, self-protection. Who, who has the game plan? Like you're fully, like you're studying the tapes. You're like, well, last time they did this. So we're going to bob, we're going to weave, we're going to come in. And as I did it, I kept realizing I'm becoming more and more gripped by fear. More and more gripped by self-protection. Self-protection will always lead you to hell. Anybody found it to be true? If you attempt to save your life, you will. But he who loses, lays down his life for my sake, it's going to be awesome. That's stupid talk. Anyway, so I'm like, I'm just realizing God's like, mm -mm. okay, this is how God talks to me a lot. Mm -mm. You know, like, I don't know about that. And like, I'm like, Ooh. I'm like, but I kept coming around. Finally, I was like, okay, fine, fine. God, what do you want me to know about this situation? This person is for you. You obviously have not been watching the tapes, Lord. Yeah, I'm going to forward you my Dropbox file. I want you to study up. This person has been doing this, 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 this. God goes, and that was in one of those moments, why ask me if you ain't going to listen? If all of your thinking has brought you to a place you do not like, have another thought. Where are you going to get one? I was like, fine, that sounds like stupid talk. Fine, they're for me, whatever that means. What do you want me to do with that? He goes, I just want you to love them. And by love, I realized he meant God love. You know what God love is? Vulnerable, non-self-protecting, laying down your life, loving on them. I was like, I, okay, God, that sounds really great. One small problem. I can't do that. Yours truly is gripped by fear, Yours truly is, I can't love, period, right, right now, but I know I'm not capable of it. And once again, he was like, why ask me if you're not going to do what I ask? Oh, Jesus. In this case, I didn't feel like I had better options. <laughs> God's so good. He will guide us into a corner. I said, fine. Guess what? The minute I laid down and said, I'm not going to protect myself. I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm just going to love this person. Guess what? love came through me. Love! And I'm just like, oh, keep that going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep the love going, Lord. I like this. This is better than what I was doing. And guess what? Maybe the person was coming scared too. Because a lot of times when the devil talks to you, he just tells you the information he's giving the other person. He hates you. He hates you. Take each other. Right? No, in that moment, as I said, yes, his love flowed through and it changed everything. I will never discover that the voice of God is true until I step out of the boat. And there's no other way. But if all of this, which by the way, curiosity is one of my biggest ones. <laughs> Let's just do a little more research. <laughs> but do you know what this place is? The way that is easy? Guess what? Sin is no longer a problem when all I do is say yes to Jesus. All of this is methods to deal with sin, messes, problems, whatever. I don't, Jesus, you, I, I don't know about you, but I watched Jesus. 
Jesus goes home for a visit. By the way, if you went home for Thanksgiving and it didn't turn out well, it was better than what happened to Jesus. Jesus went home for a visit. They invited him to speak in the synagogue. Woohoo! Big moment for boy on campus. Next minute, they're dragging him to throw him off a cliff. That will ruin your Thanksgiving dinner. In that moment, do you watch Jesus? Does Jesus freak out? No, he's like, guys, can we do this some other time? I'm really busy. I just, I'll, I'll be back. And he walks off. What? What? He who would save his life will lose it. He doesn't protect himself. He doesn't defend himself. He doesn't attack the people attacking him. He simply says, let you be proved true and every man a liar. I would submit that the reason why we've had a massive mental health crisis in America is simply we've changed the terminology. And we've started to be honest about the hell that happens between our ears. The reality is the devil is speaking all the time. He, is, he hates you because you look like Jesus. He hates you and he is constantly speaking to you. And if you and I listen to the voice of the enemy, we will go insane. And we will begin to do things we have no business doing. And we will begin to engage in things that do not look like us. But the way the enemy works is he tempts us with something and then blames us with the thing he tempted us with. But again, I have good news. If you're in that spot, it's easy to step out. It's one step. Jesus, what do you want me to know about this? And what do you want me to do? And as you step out in obedience, you will discover that the shackles fall off you. Look at the gathering demoniac, a man who probably for decades had been so tormented, so terrifying to everybody around him, so violating that they chained him. They had abused him with chains and they, he broke those chains and he ripped his clothes off, violating himself, cutting himself to shreds. And yet in that place, one encounter with the voice and he's so transformed that the entire region comes to know him through his witness, through Jesus, through his witness. You are not so far. You are not so broken. Your mind is not so enthralled by the voice of the enemy. You can tell you what to do in one area and one area only, and it's to say yes to Jesus. Everywhere else is a... It's, not, it's, not, it's up for grabs. But in this one area, Jesus, you, if the de gathering demoniac could drag all his demons to Jesus, you can do the same. So right now, Lord, I ask for your peace to come on every tormented heart. Lord, right now I ask for your peace. I command hope to arise. I believe, help my unbelief is a great prayer. God, I want to believe that you can deliver me from sin. I want to believe that you can set me free from the bondage of sin and death. I want to believe that every principality and power has been placed under your feet and that I am in you where they cannot touch me. But God, I'm living in hell. I'm living in a world of my own creation and the creation of others. And I don't want to live here anymore. I don't want to justify my dysfunction with self-protection or self-promotion. I want the life you promised. 
And so, Father, today I bring all my, the voices, whether they be human, self, or demonic, and I lay them at your feet, and I say, you be Lord over these voices. God, what do you want me to know about this? And what do you want me to do? We could have the worship team come up. We make everything super complicated. Jesus said, unless you become a little child, you're not even going to be able to see the entrance or get into the kingdom. It's really simple. Jesus, I'm going to live by every word that proceeds from your mouth. I'm going to be obedient to your word. And when his word comes, you can tell it's his word because it brings the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. But it only happens when we step out. When, if we could stand only happens as we step out. So as we worship, let this be our offering. Let this be our repentance. He says, taste and see that I am good. You don't take a bite, you'll never find out. Whether it's the promises of in fulfillment that you have seen in your life or the promises in the lives of another you know, it's amazing watching testimonies like John's MS or, or my knee or Gary's arm or, or so many of the other testimonies we hear. That's great. But at some point, I have to belly up to the bar. I have to taste and see that he is good. Wherever you are right now, there's no other way but stepping over the line and saying, if all of your arguments, all of your discussion, all of your self-protection has brought you to a place he wants to give you a new thought so father i ask right now that you cover our hearts and allow us the courage to trust you to find you to be better than we could have asked thought or imagined and that we would have courage to be obedient as we step out to follow you you know, naming the Syrian, when God, through the prophet, said, go dip in the Jordan seven times, he's like, that's some dirty, nasty river. And it probably was nasty and dirty. He said, well, I can go to a clean river up in Syria, and it'll be... But okay. Don't bargain with God. If he's leading you, step out and find that he is good. For more information, go to AriseLife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. 